0: Today, I will not stress over the things I cannot control. If you live with anxiety or depression, you're not alone. Lyndon Oaks Behavioral Health is here to help you manage your symptoms so you can live your best life. Visit eehealth.org anxiety, and our experts will connect you with treatment in your area, including our location in Hinsdale. Help for anxiety and depression close to home. Lyndon Oaks Behavioral Health. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside my usual co-host, Adam McGinnis. We have some goods, some bads, and some nits to talk about tonight, as usual. Uh, some bad news coming out of South Bend the other day with you, Darvish. We'll definitely talk about that. Some offensive struggles that we've seen pretty much throughout the last week. We'll talk about that as well. And, of course, we will talk about the final stretch of the season. We're down to the last 39 games. There's still a long way to go, but not that much in terms of a whole season. But plenty of time for different stuff to happen. But first, let's welcome in Adam. How are you doing tonight? Uh, Not too bad. How are you good, doing, good. Alex? You know, I never oh, ask you that. I'm just fine. I'm just oh, fine.
1: I'm, I'm just genuinely glad to hear that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I have some doubts in that sarcastic tone, so I'm just cool. gonna move right along. See what I deal with people? I see what I deal with. I oh, roll. I try, to be, anyway, a pal, I try so, to
1: be a friend and what do
0: I get? Well um Jack you get to squat. be on the show. Oh,
1: oh I get to oh oh Yes, I I shouldn't take that privilege for granted,
0: should I? All right, um, I'm going to write out a new contract for my new co-host here and release papers
1: for anyway.
0: Adam H. McGinnis resigns. I uh, just need you to sign on the dotted line. Sorry.
1: Didn't want to be kidding. here anyway. So.
0: I do, I'm just kidding. I could never get rid of you, even though you do annoy me very you. much. Oh, man. (laughs) So we'll just get right into it. Uh, The big news is Hugh Darvish yesterday was making a rehab start in South Bend. It was the second rehab start of his absence. He's been not pitching in the majors since May. The past few weeks, he's been thrown off a mound, simulated games, looks pretty good in the sim games in terms of a velocity and command. Uh, you weren't really worried too much about what he was doing in terms of giving up hits. As long as he was throwing fine and he was feeling good, that was really what was important. And we saw that in the simulated games. Then he goes to South Bend, uh, rehab start scoreless first inning strikes out the last guy. Then he comes to the mound for the second inning feels pain. And then he's taken out. And immediately when everyone heard the news, just, a collective sigh. And right now we're waiting on the MRI results. So if you're listening to the show, like a day after the MRI results may already be out. Uh, But for right now, while we don't have the news, we're just going to kind of play worst case scenario here. And that is Darvish does not pitch again in 2018. Adam, what was your whole reaction to when they made the announcement of the Darvish news? Uh, Just, sheer disappointment
1: I'm sure like every other Cubs fan out there because we had gotten some better news lately on Darvish that he was on his way and making progress Uh, and the word was that early September he could potentially be coming back and now it's starting to look like that's not going to be the case and realistically he may not pitch the rest of this year which you know to put it bluntly that sucks but uh i would rather the cubs play it safe with him you know don't don't use him this year if you don't have to obviously if they could use him the, with the inconsistencies of the rotation they could use him but i would rather the cubs not uh put him out there and you know, further injure him because i i want him 100% for next year uh, that would oh, be I my top priority for for Darvish
0: Exactly. Don't damage what already is damaged to try to squeeze it in. You want him 100%. And look, let's say he doesn't pitch again this year and he comes back next year and he's lights out. You know what? You'll probably say that not having him pitch in 2018 after the injury was probably worth it in the long run. Probably, hopefully. Maybe, definitely. Maybe.
1: I just, uh, this whole thing with Darvish, this has just been a monumental disappointment. I mean, and I feel bad for the guy because obviously he obviously he didn't plan for this to go this way. And, he, you know, I have no doubt that he's doing everything he can to I'm, – I'm sure he wants to be there. But, you know, Absolutely. this is the way it goes. It's unfortunate. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, and the Cubs are just going to have to find a way to work around it. That's all there is to it.
0: And, you know, I quickly want to shut down a narrative here because I feel like there's a narrative going around that Darvish isn't pitching because he doesn't want to or he's not sucking it up or whatever. And look, you can't say he hasn't been putting in the effort. We've seen him in all these simulated games. He's been throwing a lot on the side. He's been doing what he can to try to get back. It's not like he's just sitting around saying, I don't want to pitch. He clearly wants to pitch. He has been working at it. I mean, would you see him doing all this work, if that were the case, I really don't think so. And, you know, we could go on about the Alex Rodriguez comments or whatever. Look, only he knows how he feels, and he has had injury problems before. And if he comes up and says, I want another MRI, that tells you that he is legit concerned about something.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I wouldn't take – A-Rod is a chud, and don't believe – a word that comes out of his mouth, you know, we've, we've already, we've already talked about this, you know, Arod doesn't know what he's talking about. And, you know, I, I get fans being annoyed and mad about the Darvish. You can be mad about what's going on with Darvish without being mad at Darvish because right. I think some fans get right. that twisted that, that when you express your frustrations over the darvish situation people fire back and like oh you you have no right to be mad at darvish i'm not mad at the guy you know i realize he didn't want this to happen i'm just mad that it's happening in general i don't have anything against darvish personally you know the two are are separate things there's there is a difference between being frustrated with how things are going and you know just being uh, a jerk to you darvish online which you know uh, some people are doing that, which is not cool. But I don't know, like there's... seeing that. I really don't. No, no, no. There's there's really no room for that. There's there's no reason for that. I mean, I can't say it enough times. <laughs> Nobody wants to be out there more than you, Darvish. That's a tried and true cliche, but it's true.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if he didn't want to pitch, why would he have signed here for all those years and money? He darn right. well knew that he was coming to a market where he was going to be expected to be part of a winning team, one that will be contending for another world series. It's not like he right. just went and signed with the Marlins. He he signed here for a reason.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it, his rehab has been pretty heavily publicized. You know, we, we've we seen uh, what's going on lately. He's obviously putting in the work to try to get back out there. So and we can't. We can't, uh, we can't say he's not doing enough because that doesn't appear to be the
0: case. Exactly. And the other thing I asked this earlier is, if he's feeling pain in his arm, but you want him to go out there and pitch, that's just going to make things worse. Not only will he have more pain and possibly do more damage, but you won't be effective if you're throwing the ball and you can't make any breaking pitches because your arm hurts. You're going to get teed off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, if he was feeling any sort of pain at all, which he was, then yeah, play it safe. Don't, don't risk anything. I mean, the Cubs, the way the Cubs are playing this year, they're already going to have a tough time making a serious run in the playoffs. The way the lineup has been super inconsistent, the rotation even more so. So it's not like you Darvish is the, the one piece that just brings everything together. So, I mean, And even if he was, there's no sense in risking his health for the rest of his contract just to try to squeak something out this year. So unless he's adamant that he is feeling 100 percent ready at some point this year, I would not
0: I would not play with fire like that with him. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, I did our usual uh, poll question. I know we didn't get to it last week, but here's the one I did today. We had 84 votes on this poll. The question was, how do you feel about the rotation potentially without you, Darvish, the rest of the year? This includes regular season and postseason. And 14% said we'll be just fine. 40% said decent enough to get by. And 46% said concerned. Now, that can mean a few different things. Some people could be saying they're concerned because you, Darvish, isn't pitching straight up. They could also be saying that while saying they're just concerned about the rotation in general because, let's face it, it has not, as a whole, pitched up to what we thought it was going to be, or people are just concerned in general. So I don't know what you make of those results, but I thought it was uh, pretty eye opening that even though you, Darvish, has gotten some backlash uh, from fans before, I think that it does speak a lot that people legit want him back and healthy because they realize the value that he does bring when he's going full speed people do, yeah. do still realize that so for me for that
1: poll um, my answer would be I voted C uh, but you know if I could elaborate on that uh, it would be a combination of B and C a combination of decent enough to get by and concerned because I mm-hmm. feel both of those things at the moment because the Cubs the rotation that they've got right now, without Darvish, it is decent enough to get by, or I should say, it could be decent enough to get by. On but paper, they have to play. It certainly is. Right, but they they all have to pitch closer to what their potential is, uh, to what their to their peak, and they we see flashes of it, but they can't string it together for two or three starts in a row. You know, it's one great start for somebody like Hendricks or Quintana. Uh, maybe two in a row and then the third one it's just a nightmare and you know that's what concerns me because once you get into the postseason you have no idea what you're going to get from those guys and that's scary because that means that it would not shock me uh, to see the Cubs make it all the way to the World Series again it really would not but it also would not shock me at all if they got swept in the first round that's that's the frustrating thing about this team is that neither of those scenarios would surprise me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely see all the points you made and they're all very valid. I think that if you look at it on paper, you say, okay, you don't have you Darvish, but if we're just talking post-season rotation, Lester, Hendricks, Hamels, Quintana, they're your four guys. It's not like you have to go and be like, well, we have to claim somebody for the postseason. There's your four right there, and this just goes to show that that Hamels trade was huge, and so far it has been huge. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, I don't know if you could quite call it the the Justin Verlander of 2018 because, well, I mean they're they're comparable, but it, we gotta wait and see. There's see some still... postseason starts to make that comp. Yeah, and you know, even the regular season there a lot could happen between now sure. and the end of the regular season. But so far it's looking dynamite. I mean, yeah. really. Well I I wish I wish he could start every game. It doesn't work like that, but man, he has just been he's been a spark plug for this team. I mean, you know, you get all these clunker starts from the other guys and then Hamels, it it's his turn and you get uh you get a gem. Uh I wish I wish we'd get more consistency from the other guys, though, because, man, if if Kyle Hendricks pitched like he can, and same for Quintana, that, that would be a dynamite rotation. It really would. But it's just, uh, it's kind of scary
0: how things are going right now, because it, it really could go any way. If there are some words of encouragement I would offer, it would be this. A, Hendricks has looked more like himself the past few starts. And sometimes the lines don't show it, but if you look at the stuff he threw, especially like against Milwaukee, the line was nowhere near as good as how he looked. He was missing bats left and right, and the command looked great. Two of those four runs that were charged were because uh, like, it was an infield single and then a borderline walk, and then Edwards came in and gave up the runs, but they were charged to Hendricks. You're seeing him miss a lot more bats, and I think that's really key, missing bats. That's something that you need to see more from these starters. And I've seen more of that the past few starts. So I think right now, I— who knows what could change, but I think he's trending in the right direction. John Lester, he's typically hit rough patches in July and early August, but his last start looked really great. Uh, he looked much sharper with the breaking ball, the fastball, getting a lot of swings and misses there. And John Lester in the postseason, we don't even need to go in depth about that. We all know what he can do. uh, the one I am a little concerned about, and this is a guy I really like, but Jose Quintana sometimes you just you don't know what you're gonna get from a guy who was so unbelievably consistent for five years in the American League. that is strange. yeah, it's
1: you know his command has just been so shaky. Not not at all what we're used to seeing from him in his White Sox days, where where he could really put it anywhere he wanted. The stuff wasn't electric, but he could place pitches about as well as anyone in the league. And we just we haven't seen a whole lot of that with Chicago. And we we see it every once in a while. But man, he has some starts where he just is missing everything. And yeah, it it, he's missing but bad. Yeah, yeah, in those starts. (laughs) unfortunately yeah that's that's been the case and you know he's kind of had the same problem that Hendricks has had too where it's really like the first and second innings that have been biting him I I think that I've noticed that if those guys can get through the first couple innings uh, okay then they generally put together a pretty solid line but it seems like it's those first two innings where they're really getting burned
0: high pitch counts and all that now Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to rag on Quintana too much, because you know me. I have been a defender of the guy, and I'm a fan of the guy, and he's had some really nice stretches this season. We're just not seeing the usual consistency that we've seen before. I mean, no. you talked about the command. That's the biggest problem, I think. And, yeah, it, it's baffling. Yeah, and it's
1: it, it's unfortunate. And, obviously, to this point, I would say the trade has gone in the White Sox favor. I mean, I guess we can't say that definitively yet, because we don't know how uh, Eloy is going to play for the south side, and he's not up yet. He should be. There's there's really no reason why he shouldn't be. At least they the, got the, co the up
0: over there now.
1: Yeah, but
0: uh,
1: I, I wouldn't say that the, the trade was a mistake, though. I mean, some people look at what Quintana has done and have said, oh, is that what a horrible trade that was. But I mean, that's hindsight 2020. I would, I would say at the time, that was still a, a very good move to make. And there's still plenty of time for Quintana to turn things around and to, to be more valuable. But it, yeah, it's, uh it's hard to see, hard to see what he's done so far. And, uh, and, you know, see super prospect Eloy Jimenez tearing it up in the White Sox system. It, that definitely hurts, but, You know, there's there's still that was going to be part of it no matter what. Honestly,
0: I mean, let's face it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know what hurts worse is is trading Glaber for Chapman and then the Yankees ending up with both of those guys. Like that's another one of those moves where I I don't regret making it. You know, I still think that the Cubs maybe would have won the World Series without him, but it doesn't really. It's no use to even. Uh, think about that because they they did it. That's all that matters. I'd do it again, but it still really hurts my soul to see that the Yankees got both of those guys in the end. <laughs> like, yeah, that really sucks, especially since it's the Yankees, the fricking Yankees.
0: You know, as soon as you mentioned Glaber Torres, I just kind of glanced up at my big uh, Chicago Cubs World Series championship towel and then just kind of shrugged. Not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always hard to give up a, a once in a once in a generation talent. I mean, who knows what he'll end up doing? So far, he looks like he's gonna have a good, solid career. Maybe be yeah. a superstar. But uh, but yeah, I mean I've, the. The entire goal of this whole thing is to win the world series and the Cubs did it. So I, I have no regrets in that regard. It's, I think you, I think you can feel both ways. People do this, especially on Twitter the, that you have to pick and choose whether it was worth it. I think it's, I think it's okay to, to say, ah, oh, it sucks to see Glaber shredding it for the Yankees while also saying, you know what? It was worth it though. World series.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, that's totally fair. And the same thing with Quintana, you could go back and forth there too. And you know, here's the other thing we got to keep in mind about the Quintana trade. Last year, he was key to that team winning the division. Last year, he had a uh, with the Cubs, he had a 3.74 ERA, a 3.25 FIP, a WHIP of 1.1, and a strikeouts per nine inning of 10.5. Which, if that was over a full season, that would have been a career high. I mean, on total in 2017 between the Sox and the Cubs. His 9.9 was a career high, so he was really good last year for the Cubs. He was very key in winning the division, and you know, he had two good postseason starts before things went south in that final start, but that was when the series was pretty much over, so you already got decent value from Quintana. We're just looking for the consistency this year, and again, we've seen the flashes of it. Heck, his last start in Pittsburgh, he was pretty good in Pittsburgh. He started a little shaky in the first inning, but he got through it. And then he had a great stretch. And unfortunately, his game ended, it kind of ended basically on that infield single. If he fields that, he probably gets to the sixth and maybe the seventh. So overall, you had to like what you saw there. I still really like Quintana. I think that he can do some good things down the stretch here. You just worry a little bit sometimes um, right now this season.
1: Yeah, and and I didn't mean to insinuate that that trade has been a total bust because it it definitely has not been the case. Quintana overall has still been a very good uh, pitcher for the Cubs. I, I just mean that he hasn't been as good as maybe they had hoped or as good as we had expected from him. He hasn't quite been White Sox, Quintana, but he still has been a very good serviceable starting pitcher for the Cubs, no doubt.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, lately, the command in terms of walks has been a little bit better because the base on balls per nine has gone down a little bit in his last few starts. Really, the big blemishes uh, lately was that Milwaukee start when he hung a few curveballs to Ryan Braun. Um, you could take away those, and the start would look a heck lot better, but, you know, you can't do that. Can we just, you can't be can Dave we just take away.
1: Can we just take away Ryan Braun? Yeah, well. I don't know if he's gonna play anytime soon now.
0: Ship him to Canada or something? All the way to Canada. Man, that is so far. Hey, I don't think a lot of Cubs fans have complained. He has killed the Cubs over the years, and he did off Quintana the other night. And Quintana's record against the Brewers has been unbelievably good. The Brewers never were able to solve Quintana until that last start, but most of that damage was single-handedly inflicted by Ryan Braun. These things happen,
1: you know, Ryan Braun's of the world. They come around and ruin everything that's good and nice, and they must be destroyed. (laughs) That's, That's all I have to say about that. That's my expert analysis.
0: Well, we do thank you for your expert analysis. That's why you're here. You're welcome. So speaking of the Brewers, um, you know, I think we covered pretty much the rotation here. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of the playoff race. You know, obviously, it's still fairly tight, and it's probably going to be fairly tight through most of it. I have to remember exactly what our bet was, but yeah, I, I want to say that it was some, It was, was it seven games
1: or seven and a half games. Yeah, it was like seven yeah. or eight. Uh yeah. by
0: a I, certain date. I think it was seven. What was the date? That's what I can't, I can't remember. We'd have to go yeah. back to the archives and I, listen. I feel like
1: I feel like the date is approaching, or maybe I I wanna say almost that it was like today or tomorrow. I can't remember exactly, but either way. It, it, if it's, if it was today or if it's a week from now, it's not looking good for me. It's it's looking like you are going to win that bet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so. not a bet. I really wanted to win, but you know, looking at the standings uh, as of right now, as we're recording, this is obviously going to change later because I do believe the Brewers do play tonight. Uh, yeah. They were playing the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so the standings could obviously change, but Milwaukee, as of recording right now, three and a half back uh, of the Cubs. Now, the Cubs are up several more games in the loss column due to the differences in schedule and games played, whatnot. Cardinals are four back, and they're only half a game out of the wild card, and the Cardinals have been red hot. I want to get your opinion currently on the Cardinals. Yeah, I I was going to say,
1: I'm, almost, I'm more worried about the Cardinals than the Brewers, to be perfectly honest with you. The Brewers yeah. have been kind of up and down the cardinals have just been on a tear since the all-star break though i mean they are really playing some solid baseball as much as it pains me to say that but yeah i i would almost consider st louis to be a bigger threat than milwaukee at this point and right this, now really, yeah i can agree it's shaping up to be a really exciting finish like i don't i don't know if this Maybe I'm off here, but it just seems like the last couple of years it hasn't been all that exciting overall towards the end. Like it's it's been pretty much set in stone like two or three weeks ahead of time. Like it just hasn't been that close. There's there it's gonna be some close calls this year. I mean, not yeah. just in the national league either. Like I'm really excited to see uh whether Oakland or Houston wins that division.
0: Oh, I want to see Oakland win so bad. So I would love I. to see so Oakland win. I I love Oakland is so
1: cool. I think Billy Bean's a little overrated. I was I was talking about this with my dad not that long ago that like, you know I get that they have this low payroll and it's they're not a big market team. They don't have uh, the the luxuries that the Yankees, the Cubs, Dodgers have. But he, he puts together one good season like every eight years and then the rest of them are total clunkers and he gets lauded as some kind of genius where Billy Bean is played by Brad Pitt in a Hollywood movie but I don't know it all that aside I still really like the Oakland days they're cool they got the best uniforms in the league and I, I hope they win that division
0: I do too and you know it's so funny when someone mentions Billy Bean or talks about Billy Bean and I picture him I picture Brad Pitt not actually yeah. Billy Bean. <laughs> and, it's kind of funny. And
1: Billy Bean, for those of you who do not know, does not look like Brad Pitt. Like it's not, it's not no, even he close.
0: No, no, he really doesn't. Be-
1: no, Billy Bean could not walk into a bar and turn on the charm with the ladies like Brad Pitt could.
0: <laughs> well, it's Billy funny. Bean, Billy Bean could walk into a bar. You're not going to be like, oh, you look like Brad Pitt. That's not going to happen. Yeah, he looks more like Danny DeVito, for being honest. That's an interesting uh comparison. Yeah, that's that's not,
1: he 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 doesn't look anything like like Danny DeVito either. I was not gonna say close. that's I, <laughs> I I was gonna say. What? I, I'm just I'm just trying to spit flames here. He I don't know I don't know. He looks like uh I don't know.
0: He he really just looks like your average
1: banker or something.
0: Yeah, I mean he doesn't look like Brad Pitt <laughs> doesn't look like Danny DeVito just yeah looks like a regular old guy Billy Bean looks like Billy Bean exactly and you know I really do like Moneyball I really do enjoy that movie a lot I think it's uh it's a really fun baseball movie I think one of my favorite scenes is when they show like how they make a trade I thought that was a really fun scene but yeah you know I've never seen it really I
1: yeah I yeah that's and I keep saying that I'm going to watch it at some point, too, because everybody I've ever talked to who's seen it says it's a great movie. But I I don't know. Maybe something just rubs me the wrong way about Brad Pitt playing a GM. I don't know.
0: Watch it. it even even if you can't, like, make the connection between Billy Bean and uh, Brad Pitt, I still think it's very worth watching.
1: All right. I, I will watch it
0: between now and next week's show, and I will give you my – will give you my review. Cool. 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 Also I will warn you this Philip Seymour Hoffman does not look like Art Howe either. Just keep that in mind. I can get over that
1: though because Philip Seymour Hoffman's cool. Like he, I like him in everything he's ever been in. Maybe
0: rest in peace. Yeah. I'll always love him in Big Lebowski where he goes, Oh, um, that's right. You never went to college. Gosh, that had not occurred
1: to us, dude. that that, that's one of my favorites too like everything he says in that movie is gold and all of his facial expressions yeah brand (laughs) oh man this is our concern
0: dude her life is in your hands dude (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it but yeah um whatever we were talking about uh yeah the standings so kind of back to that Yeah, Brewers currently playing the Reds. Uh, The Cardinals are going to be playing the Dodgers. My question to you about the Cardinals is this. And keep in mind, this L.A. St. Louis series is huge for the wild card because the Cardinals are a half a game back, the Dodgers are one half. Yeah, Yeah. it's a huge series. Here's my question for you. Okay. Are the Cardinals going on a magical run, or are they just really hot?
1: Uh yeah, it's both. They're going on a black magic run because it's the Cardinals and they they've they've got devil magic on their side every single year and this is only like the fourth time we've mentioned this, but Mike Matheny getting fired was probably huge for them and they just all I don't know, they everything is clicking for them. Matt Carpenter continues to challenge uh for the nl mvp i don't know that he's been super hot as of late i think he's maybe sort of cooled down just a little bit but he i mean mean, that
0: run was not sustainable for any player no
1: no 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 definitely not but still overall his body of work he's he's having a really like a career year uh especially with the power numbers my god that guy is just mashing it's stupid yeah but it yeah, it's, it's, it's really really cool to see. There's like 5 or 6 teams in the National League all fighting for a wild card spot right now. I mean,
0: that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It, it like you said, it kind of makes it more interesting. Um Do you have any dark horse teams that could maybe make one of those wild card spots that not a lot of people are talking about right now? You know, I I can't really say that I do because
1: you know, last time we talked, I said don't count the Nationals out yet, and I still sort of think that maybe they could do something. They've got the kind of lineup that if it gets hot enough, they could, they could start clawing their way back a little bit, they, but they would need some help from the Phillies and the Braves, too. They'd need those guys to start losing a little bit more. But otherwise, I think, it's, I think it's pretty much down to, you know, Phillies, Rockies, Brewers, Cardinals, and Dodgers. I think – I really just – I don't feel good about the Pirates. I, <laughs> I applaud them for being ambitious and going out and making moves to try to improve this year, Get, like getting Chris Archer and whoever the – who is the reliever they got.
0: I know who you're talking but, about.
1: Yeah. I can't remember, can't remember his name. So whoops, sorry about that. But, but yeah, the pirates were buyers at the deadline and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought, you know, the fans should really appreciate that. The fact that they didn't sell everything uh, just because it looked like they weren't going to win the division. I I think it's really cool to see a team uh, going for it, even though their odds are not great, but that being said, I don't see them being a legitimate threat uh, to take one of those wild card spots. I just don't think they quite have enough. Everything would need to go right for them to squeak in. So I think it's down down to those five. That um, I think the Dodgers, Dodgers, that that could do a lot of damage. Um, I really just hope at this point that it's not the Brewers. You know, as much as I hate the Cardinals. Uh, I would rather see them get that spot than the brewers because the brewers to me are just a really, really boring team. I mean, they are the vanilla uh, team in the league. I just, nothing about them excites me They everything is so bland from their players to their manager, to their uniforms. Just no, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the brewers.
0: Well, it will certainly be an interesting race. And you brought up the pirates. Uh, Yeah, I pretty much agree with you there. They would have to get pretty hot. I do think they're a better team than people give credit for. But those trades that they did make are not only for now, but they're for the future because the pitchers that they got have several years of control. So that's kind of them kind of buying for the future as well as this year as well. So I thought those were some pretty smart moves. I know there's a little bit of frustration from fans saying, you just sold Cole and McCutcheon, and now you're buying. If you would have kept those two and kept buying, think about where we could be now. But I still think that there's going to be some decent years ahead for the Pirates. Yeah, I mean, you got there's a case to be
1: made for Cole, for sure, but Andrew McCutcheon has not been uh, the elite Andrew McCutcheon that we're used to seeing for a couple years, at least a couple years now. So I don't think – I mean – I could see it from the standpoint of, you know, that's the kind of player you wish would have been with the team for his whole career. Like see the Pirates right. letting Andrew McCutcheon go to me would be like the Cubs letting Anthony Rizzo go. You know, even and Rizzo is still great, obviously, but even if he wasn't, he's the kind of player that it just makes you sad to see him leaving uh, your franchise. But uh, yeah, I mean, Cole Cole would be nice for them to have that he could be a game changer for the Pirates.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So the Cubs with their lead, I think it's pretty clear that they need to take care of business over the next week or so, because like we talked about earlier on this show and other episodes, this is the stretch where they can do some damage. They're playing two against the Tigers, four against the Reds, three against the Mets. I think six and three or seven and two would be that realistic area to shoot for. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's
1: that's that's fair. Uh, they, they need to win each series up until uh, the Braves. I think the Braves are going to be the first good team the Cubs
0: will play over this. And that's just a stretch. makeup game, so it's just one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: It is just one game, and then a Phillies series. Yeah. That'll be yes. That'll be tough. Yeah, that that should be tough, and hopefully we get to see Jake Arrieta in that one because I, I know we played the Phillies already, thing. haven't we? And and that didn't uh, that didn't line up, did it? Four
0: games set. Everyone was pitching in that series, but Arrieta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was.
0: I'm looking at it right
1: now, and it, it's it's looking like we're not going to get Arietta in this series either.
0: Hey, maybe postseason. You never know. Is,
1: ooh, yeah, that could be pretty cool. That Imagine him and
0: Cole Hamels in the postseason, Cubs Phillies. Imagine ooh, that. Hamels, that would be epic. That would be so cool.
1: A rematch that, of a some... no
0: hitter, but on other teams. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's some baseball nerdery stuff, right? That's Oh man, you got me! You got me excited for for the potential, uh-huh. of the future now. That's that could be cool, but yeah, um, I'm really hoping the Cubs beat the Do- or the Tigers both times here. They they yeah, really Yeah, got to win both those. Yeah, they they should. I guess I'd be okay with a split, but then after that, gotta win the series. With the win the series with the yeah,
0: I mean the Reds. They had that hot stretch. They kind of cooled off a bit. Now the Mets, you could say, well, if DeGrom is pitching one day, they'll be tough to beat, but you still want to take two or three from those guys, especially at home.
1: Yeah, at home, you, you really do need to take two out of three. You know? and it, it is going to be tough like, it, because those first two games, there's going to be Noah Syndergaard and Jacob DeGrom, so that's not going to be easy at all. But, yeah, you've got to find a way to squeak two out of three.
0: Yeah, I think one of those games are just going to have to win low scoring, kind of like they did in Pittsburgh uh, when the offense was really struggling and they only scored four runs in that series. And, again, that's been another hot topic has been the struggling offense. But luckily the pitching was so good in that series to win two games and turning seven double plays. How cool was that? So you may have to do one of those type things again.
1: Yeah, and it it very easily could be because I think it's it's going to be Lester and Hamels. So it, you got uh, Noah Syndergaard versus John Lester, and then Jacob DeGrom versus Cole Hamels the first two games. So those two could be really good pitchers' duel games, which I enjoy watching. Like I I don't get me wrong, I love seeing the the offensive explosions as much as anybody else, but I also do enjoy a nice pitcher's duel from time to time. Oh sure, especially when, when very anxious about you it. Anticipate. Right, and and those when you look be, at the
0: scorecard and see it, it's like ooh, Degrom and yeah. Lester. There you go.
1: Yes, but Degrom, uh, Degrom versus Hamels—that should be a nationally televised one. Like that could be, that that should be enough of a draw to get. Uh, you know, other fan bases watching too. Like if I wasn't a Mets fan or a Cubs fan, I would, I would be interested in that the way those guys are pitching. Cause the ground's going to win a Cy Young. Oh,
0: I agree. Definitely. I'd watch it. Now the only, the only thing I'm concerned about over this stretch is, is this offense going to pick it up? They really should but will they right now? Yeah, it's kind of hard to know because so many people are in slumps right now. Contreras is in a slump. Elmore is in a slump. Russell's been in a slump for a long time. Uh, Cal Schwarbers looks better lately. He was in a slump, but he's looked better. Ian half's in a slump, a lot of slumps and no Chris Bryant. Yeah, hopefully
1: we get Chris Bryant soon Um, I'm not sure where we're at on that I don't I don't know how that's developing I mean it was starting to sound like he was on his way towards being back at some point in the regular season but I really just don't know but yeah the lineup is another one of those things with the Cubs where it's impossible to say It, it could turn around or it
0: could not and neither one of those would surprise me You hope that during the Reds series at Wrigley Field, if you get some wind blowing out, that they can kind of do what they did. Remember back when they played the Reds again at Wrigley Field after they played the Twins in that late June series when the weather was warm and the wind was blowing out? They were able to take advantage of that. If that's the case at Wrigley Field for those series, you want to see that again. Oh, absolutely. Fingers crossed. And now... The other thing to keep in mind about the Reds is, is that they're a little banged up. Uh, Joey Votto, uh, Winkler, who's killed the Cubs this year. uh, Duvall is no longer on the team. So you got kind of a depleted roster uh, going into that series. I don't know exactly what their health status is, but, you know, overall you really got to take advantage there because as bad as the Mets are, like we said, that's going to be, in my opinion, the toughest series of the three during that stretch.
1: Yeah, it will be. But that's going to be for that Cubs lineup getting Cindergard to Grom two in a row. That's going to be really tough. And I don't, I don't expect to win both of those. But they really should probably win one of them and then take the third. But uh, yeah, and, and back to the Reds. You know, even if they weren't banged up, they still got to win that series because it's the Reds. And if they drop a series to the Reds, they are going to feel the wrath of Cubs Twitter. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be something, something to see. I will be logging off if that is the they case. They will be. Heck, even if oh, we split,
0: I'll, it'll be bad.
1: I'll be I'll be reading those, those tweets because they are going to be ruthless. If they lose even one game, Cubs Twitter is going to just have a field day with it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's kind of how it's been lately. I, I know it's a bit more aggravating to lose those games in a tight race, but yeah. But you just hope that the Cubs can make this as easy as possible on them the most control they have over any NL Central team is that they play the Brewers six more times. They only play the Cardinals three more times at Wrigley Field. That's the last series of the regular season. Who knows what that means? Maybe it's neck and neck in the Central. You never know. Baseball's weird. And that's for the division. Maybe the Cubs have already clinched, but the Cardinals are on the verge of making a wild card and they want to play spoiler. Spoiler. You never know what could happen, or maybe it means nothing. The Cubs have clinched. The Cardinals dropped out. You never know. But until then, the Cubs have no control over what the Cardinals do while the Cubs play the Brewers six more times within the next few weeks.
1: It's going to be fun to watch. Yep,
0: Buckle absolutely.
1: Up,
0: Buckle up, buckaroos. And with that, we are just about out of time here on Climbing the Ivy. We want to thank everybody for listening. And I guess I'll thank Adam once again for coming on the show and being my co-host. Thanks, I guess.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Peace out. All right. Uh, Everyone have a good night, and we will see you next week. Make sure your kids start the new school year with a healthy smile. Grove Dental can help you check off a dental exam from your back-to-school list. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate, comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient Chicagoland offices, we are your family's one-stop dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special an exam and cleaning for adults and kids just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit grovedental.com.